chapter four part two of the life of washington volume four by john marshall this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter four part two there doubtless is much reason to think and to say that we are woefully and in many instances wickedly misled private rage for property suppresses public considerations and personal rather than national interests have become the great objects of attention representative bodies will ever be faithful copies of their originals and generally exhibit a chequered assemblage of virtue and vice of abilities and weakness the mass of men are neither wise nor good and the virtue like the other resources of a country can only be drawn to a point by strong circumstances ably managed or strong governments ably administered new governments have not the aid of habit and hereditary respect and being generally the result of preceding tumult and confusion do not immediately acquire stability or strength besides in times of commotion some men will gain confidence and importance who merit neither and who like political mountebanks are less solicitous about the health of the credulous crowd than about making the most of their nostrums and prescriptions what i most fear is that the better kind of people by which i mean the people who are orderly and industrious who are content with their situations and not uneasy in their circumstances will be led by the insecurity of property the loss of confidence in their rulers and the want of public faith and rectitude to consider the charms of liberty as imaginary and delusive a state of uncertainty and fluctuation must disgust and alarm such men and prepare their minds for almost any change that may promise them quiet and security to this interesting letter general washington made the following reply your sentiments that our affairs are drawing rapidly to a crisis accord with my own what the event will be is also beyond the reach of my foresight we have errors to correct we have probably had too good an opinion of human nature in forming our confederation experience has taught us that men will not adopt and carry into execution measures the best calculated for their own good without the intervention of coercive power i do not conceive we can exist long as a nation without lodging somewhere a power which will pervade the whole union in as energetic a manner as the authority of the state governments extends over the several states to be fearful of investing congress constituted as that body is with ample authorities for national purposes appears to me the very climax of popular absurdity and madness could congress exert them for the detriment of the people without injuring themselves in an equal or greater proportion are not their interests inseparably connected with those of their constituents by the rotation of appointment must they not mingle frequently with the mass of citizens is it not rather to be apprehended if they were possessed of the powers before described that the individual members would be induced to use them on many occasions very timidly and inefficaciously for fear of losing their popularity in future election we must take human nature as we find it perfection falls not to the share of mortals many are of opinion that congress have too frequently made use of the suppliant humble tone of requisition in application to the states when they had a right to assert their imperial dignity and command obedience be that as it may requisitions are a perfect nullity where thirteen sovereign independent disunited states are in the habit of discussing and refusing or complying with them at their option requisitions are actually little better than a jest and a byword throughout the land if you tell me legislatures they have violated the treaty of peace and invaded the prerogatives of the confederacy they will laugh in your face 
what then is to be done things cannot go on in the same train for ever it is much to be feared as you observe that the better kind of people being disgusted with these circumstances will have their minds prepared for any revolution whatever we are apt to run from one extreme into another to anticipate and prevent disastrous contingencies would be the part of wisdom and patriotism what astonishing changes a few years are capable of producing i am told that even respectable characters speak of a monarchical form of government without horror from thinking proceed speaking thence to acting is often but a single step but how irrevocable and tremendous what a triumph for our enemies to verify their predictions what a triumph for the advocates of despotism to find that we are incapable of governing ourselves and that systems founded on the basis of equal liberty are merely ideal and fallacious would to god that wise measures may be taken in time to avert the consequences we have but too much reason to apprehend retired as i am from the world i frankly acknowledge i cannot feel myself an unconcerned spectator yet having happily assisted in bringing the ship into port and having been fairly discharged it is not my business to embark again on a sea of troubles nor could it be expected that my sentiments and opinions would have much weight on the minds of my countrymen they have been neglected though given as a last legacy in the most solemn manner i had then perhaps some claims to public attention i consider myself as having none at present the convention at annapolis the convention at annapolis was attended by commissioners from only six states these after appointing mr dickinson their chairman proceeded to discuss the objects for which they had convened perceiving that more ample powers would be required to effect the beneficial purposes which they contemplated and hoping to procure a representation from a greater number of states the convention determined to rise without coming to any specific resolutions on the particular subject which had been referred to them previous to their adjournment however they agreed on a report to be made to their respective states in which they represented the necessity of extending the revision of the federal system to all its defects and recommended that deputies for that purpose be appointed by the several legislatures to meet in convention in the city of philadelphia on the second day of the ensuing may the reasons for preferring a convention to a discussion of this subject in congress were stated to be that in the latter body it might be too much interrupted by the ordinary business before them and would besides be deprived of the valuable counsels of sundry individuals who were disqualified by the constitution or laws of particular states or by peculiar circumstances from a seat in that assembly a copy of this report was transmitted to congress in a letter from the chairman stating the inefficacy of the federal government and the necessity of devising such further provisions as would render it adequate to the exigencies of the union virginia appoints deputies to meet those of other states of philadelphia for the purpose of revising the federal system on receiving this report the legislature of virginia passed an act for the appointment of deputies to meet such as might be appointed by other states to assemble in convention at philadelphia at the time and for the purposes specified in the recommendation from the convention which had met at annapolis in communicating this act to general washington its principal advocate thus intimated the intention of aiding it by the influence and character of the chief of the revolution it has been thought advisable to give the subject a very solemn dress and all the weight which could be derived from a single state this idea will also be pursued in the selection of characters to represent virginia in the federal convention you will infer our earnestness on this point from the liberty which will be used of placing your name at the head of them how far this liberty may correspond with the ideas by which you ought to be governed will be best decided where it must ultimately be decided 
in every event it will assist powerfully in marking the zeal of our legislature and its opinion of the magnitude of the occasion although said the general in reply i have bid a public adieu to the public walks of life and had resolved never more to tread that theatre yet if upon an occasion so interesting to the well-being of the confederacy it had been the wish of the assembly that i should be an associate in the business of revising the federal system i should from a sense of the obligation i am under for repeated proofs of confidence in me more than from my, any opinion i could entertain of my usefulness have obeyed its call but it is now out of my power to do this with any degree of consistency the cause i will mention i presume you heard sir that i was first appointed and have since been re-chosen president of the society of the cincinnati and you may have understood also that the triennial general meeting of this body is to be held in philadelphia the first monday in may next some particular reasons combining with the peculiar situation of my private concerns the necessity of paying attention to them a wish for retirement and relaxation from public cares and rheumatic pains which i begin to feel very sensibly induce me on the thirty-first ultima to address a circular letter to each state society informing them of my intention not to be at the next meeting and of my desire not to be re-chosen president the vice-president is also informed of this that the business of the society may not be impeded by my absence under these circumstances it will readily be perceived that i could not appear at the same time and place on any other occasion without giving offence to a very respectable and deserving part of the community the late officers of the american army washington chosen one of them notwithstanding this letter the name of general washington was not withdrawn and he was unanimously chosen a member of the convention on receiving private information of this appointment he addressed a second letter to his confidential friend in which he detailed more at large the motives which induced him to decline a service the importance of which he felt sensibly and which he would willingly have undertaken but for the peculiar circumstances which were stated his name however was continued in the appointment the gloomy aspect of affairs in the north rendered this the more necessary and it was thus explained by his correspondent i have considered well the circumstances which it your letter confidentially discloses as well as those contained in your proceeding favour the difficulties which they oppose to an acceptance of the appointment in which you are included can as little be denied as they can fail to be regretted but i still am inclined to think that the posture of our affairs if it should continue would prevent any criticism on the situation which the contemporary meetings would place you in and wish that at least a door could be kept open for your acceptance hereafter in case the gathering cloud should become so dark and menacing as to supersede every consideration but that of our national existence or safety a suspense of your ultimate determination would be nowise inconvenient in a public view as the executive are authorized to fill vacancies and can fill them at any time and in any event three out of seven deputies are authorized to represent the state how far it may be admissible in another view will depend perhaps in some measure on the chance of your finally undertaking the service but principally on the correspondence which is now passing on the subject between yourself and the governor the governor of virginia who was himself also elected to the convention transmitted to general washington the act and the vote of the assembly in the following letter by the enclosed act you will readily discover that the assembly are alarmed at the storms which threaten the united states what our enemies have foretold seems to be hastening to its accomplishment and cannot be frustrated but by an instantaneous zealous and steady union among the friends of the federal government do you i need not press our present dangers the inefficiency of congress you have often felt in your official character the increasing languor of our associated republics you hourly see 
and a dissolution would be i know to you a source of the deepest mortification i freely then entreat you to accept the unanimous appointment of the general assembly to the convention at philadelphia for the gloomy prospect still admits one ray of hope that those who began carried on and consummated the revolution can yet rescue america from the impending ruin sensible as i am said the general in reply of the honor conferred on me by the general assembly of this commonwealth in appointing me one of the deputies to a convention proposed to be held in the city of philadelphia in may next for the purpose of revising the federal constitution and desirous as i am on all occasions of testifying a ready obedience to the calls of my country yet sir there exist at this moment circumstances which i am persuaded will render this fresh instance of confidence incompatible with other measures which i had previously adopted and from which seeing little prospect of disengaging myself it would be disingenuous not to express a wish that some other character on whom greater reliance can be had may be substituted in my place the probability of my non-attendance being too great to continue my appointment as no mind can be more deeply impressed than mine is with the critical situation of our affairs resulting in a great measure from the want of efficient powers in the federal head and due respect to its ordinances so consequently those who do engage in the important business of removing these defects will carry with them every good wish of mine which the best dispositions towards their attainment can bestow the executive unwilling to relinquish the advantages which the legislature had expected to derive from exhibiting the name of washington at the head of the virginia delegation refused to consider him as having declined the appointment that his judgment had not completely decided on the course which duty and patriotism required him to pursue that in a crisis on which probably depended the union of the states and the happiness of america he refused himself reluctantly to the anxious wishes of his countrymen were too apparent not to leave a hope that events might yet determine him to yield to their desires he was therefore emphatically requested not to decide absolutely and was informed that as no inconvenience would result from not appointing a successor the option of complying with the earnest solicitations of those who considered the effort about to be made as the last hope of the union would as long as possible be permitted to remain with him in the meantime those who persuaded themselves that much good might result from the proposed convention continued to urge him with delicacy but with earnestness not to withhold on this great and particular occasion those inestimable services which the confidence so justly reposed in by the public in his talents and character enabled him alone to render placed in these circumstances general washington weighed deliberately in his own mind the arguments for and against accepting the appointment which was so seriously pressed upon him that the proposed convention was in any point of view in which it could be contemplated an object of the first magnitude appeared to him to be undeniable it was apparent that the actual government could not exist much longer without additional means it was therefore necessary to meet the solemn question whether it ought to be supported or annihilated those who embraced the former part of the alternative must consider the convention as the only remaining experiment from which the federal government could derive power sufficiently ample for its preservation those who embraced the latter who thought that on a full and dispassionate revision of the system its continuance would be adjudged impracticable or unwise could not hesitate to admit that their opinion would derive great additional weight from the sanction of so respectable a body as that which was about to assemble and that in such an event it was greatly desirable and would afford some security against civil discord to put the public in possession of a plan prepared and digested by such high authority i must candidly confess he added in a letter to colonel humphreys 
as we could not remain quiet more than three or four years in time of peace under the constitutions of our own choosing which were believed in many states to have been formed with deliberation and wisdom i see little prospect either of our agreeing on any other or that we should remain long satisfied under it if we could yet i would wish anything and everything essayed to prevent the effusion of blood and to avert the humiliating and contemptible figure we are about to make in the annals of mankind earnestly as general washington wished success to the experiment about to be made he could not surrender his objections to this step its friends urged him to take without the most serious consideration in addition to that which grew out of his connection with the cincinnati and to the reluctance with which he could permit himself to be drawn on any occasion into a political station there were others which could not be disregarded a convention not originating in a recommendation of congress was deemed by many an illegitimate meeting and as the new england states had neglected the invitation to appear by their representatives at annapolis there was reason to apprehend they might be equally inattentive to the request now made them to assemble at philadelphia to appear in a public character for a purpose not generally deemed of the utmost importance would not only be unpleasant to himself but might diminish his capacity to be useful on occasions which subsequent events might produce if said he in a private letter to a military friend this second attempt to convene the states for the purposes proposed by the report of the partial representation at annapolis in september should also prove abortive it may be considered as unequivocal evidence that the states are not likely to agree on any general measure which is to pervade the union and of course that there is an end of the federal government the states which make this last dying essay to avoid this misfortune would be mortified at the issue and their deputies would return home chagrined at their ill success and disappointment this would be a disagreeable circumstance to any one of them but more particularly to a person in my situation his letters of consultation therefore with a few confidential friends also requested information respecting those points on which his own judgment might ultimately be formed he was particularly desirous of knowing how the proposition made by virginia was received in the other states and what measures were taken to contravene or to give it effect he inquired too with the utmost solicitude how the members of the cincinnati would receive his appearance in convention after declining to be rechosen the president of that society the enlightened friends of the union and of republican government generally regarded the convention as a measure which afforded the best chance for preserving liberty and internal peace and those whose hopes predominated over their fears were anxious to increase the probability of deriving from it every practicable good by retaining on the list of its members the most conspicuous name of which america could boast but this opinion was not universal among those who felt the importance of the crisis and who earnestly wished that a free government competent to the preservation of the union might be established there were some who despaired of a favorable issue to the attempt and who were therefore anxious to rescue their general from the increased mortification which would attend its failure should he be personally engaged in it they believed that all the states would not be represented in the convention in a letter of the twentieth of january seventeen eighty seven colonel humphreys who was himself under this impression thus accounts for the omission of the federal men in the assembly of connecticut to press the appointment of deputies the reason he said was a conviction that the persons who could be elected were some of the best anti-federal men in the state who believed or acted as if they believed that the powers of congress were already too unlimited and who would wish apparently to see the union dissolved these demagogues continued the letter really affect to persuade the people to use their own phraseology that they are only in danger of having their liberties stolen away by an artful designing aristocracy but should the convention be formed under the most favorable auspices and should the members be unanimous in recommending in the most forcible the most glowing and the most pathetic terms 
which language can afford that it is indispensable to the salvation of the country congress should be clothed with more ample powers the states he thought would not all comply with the recommendation they have a mortal reluctance to divest themselves of the smallest attribute of independent separate sovereignties after assigning many reasons against accepting the appointment this gentleman added the result of the convention may not perhaps be so important as is expected in which case your character would be materially affected other people can work up the present scene i know your personal influence and character is justly considered the last stake which america has to play should you not reserve yourself for the united call of a continent entire if you should attend on this convention and concur in recommending measures which should be generally adopted but opposed in some parts of the union it would doubtless be understood that you had in a degree pledged yourself for their execution this would at once sweep you back inevitably into the tide of public affairs the same opinion was also intimated by another military friend who had always possessed a large portion of the esteem and affection of his general after stating the various and contradictory plans of government which were suggested by the schemers of the day he added you will see by this sketch my dear sir how various are the opinions of men and how difficult it would be to bring them to concur in any effective government i am persuaded if you were determined to attend the convention and it should be generally known it would induce the eastern states to send delegates to it i should therefore be much obliged for information of your decision on this subject at the same time the principles of the purest and most respectable friendship induce me to say that however strongly i wish for measures which would lead to national happiness and glory yet i do not wish you to be concerned in any political operations of which there are such various opinions there may indeed arise some solemn occasion in which you may conceive it to be your duty again to exert your utmost talents to promote the happiness of your country but this occasion must be of an unequivocal nature in which the enlightened and virtuous citizens should generally concur while the confidential friends of general washington were thus divided on the part which it behooved him to act there was much reason to fear that a full representation of the states would not be obtained among those who were disinclined to a convention were persons who were actuated by different and even by opposite motives there were probably some who believed that a higher tone government than was compatible with the opinions generally prevailing among the friends of order of real liberty and of national character was essential to the public safety they believed that men would be conducted to that point only through the road of misery into which their follies would lead them and that times must be worse before they could be better many had sketched in their own minds a plan of government strongly resembling that which had been actually adopted but despaired of seeing so rational a system accepted or even recommended some gentlemen said the correspondent last mentioned are apprehensive that a convention of that nature proposed to meet in may next might devise some expedient to brace up the present defective confederation so as just to serve to keep us together while it would prevent those exertions for a national character which are essential to our happiness that in this point of view it might be attended with the bad effect of assisting us to creep on in our present miserable condition without a hope of a generous constitution that should at the same time shield us from the effects of faction and of despotism many discountenanced the convention because the mode of calling it was deemed irregular and some objected to it because it was not so constituted as to give authority to the plan which should be devised but the great mass of opposition originated in a devotion to state sovereignty and in hostility to any considerable augmentation of federal power the ultimate decision of the states on this interesting proposition seems to have been in no inconsiderable degree influenced by the commotions which about that time agitated all new england and particularly 
massachusetts insurrection in massachusetts those causes of discontent which existed after the restoration of peace in every part of the union were particularly operative in new england the great exertions which had been made by those states in the course of the war had accumulated a mass of debt the taxes for the payment of which were the more burdensome because their fisheries had become unproductive the restlessness produced by the uneasy situation of individuals connected with lax notions concerning public and private faith and erroneous opinions which confound liberty with an exemption from legal control produced a state of things which alarmed all reflecting men and demonstrated to many the indispensable necessity of clothing government with powers sufficiently ample for the protection of the rights of the peaceable and quiet from the invasions of the licentious and turbulent part of the community this disorderly spirit was cherished by unlicensed conventions which after voting their own constitutionality and assuming the name of the people arrayed themselves against the legislature and detailed at great length the grievances by which they alleged themselves to be oppressed its hostility was principally directed against the compensation promised to the officers of the army against taxes and against the administration of justice and the circulation of a depreciated currency was required as a relief from the pressure of public and private burdens which had become it was alleged too heavy to be borne against lawyers and courts the strongest resentments were manifested and to such a dangerous extent were these dispositions indulged that in many instances tumultuous assemblages of people arrested the course of law and restrained the judges from proceeding in the execution of their duty the ordinary recourse to the power of the country was found an insufficient protection and the appeals made to reason were attended with no beneficial effect the forbearance of the government was attributed to timidity rather than to moderation and the spirit of insurrection appeared to be organized into a regular system for the suppression of courts in the bosom of washington these tumults excited attention and alarm for god's sake tell me said he in a letter to colonel humphreys what is the cause of all these commotions do they proceed from licentiousness british influence disseminated by the tories or real grievances which admit of redress if the latter why was redress delayed until the public mind had become so much agitated if the former why are not the powers of government tried at once it is as well to be without as not to exercise them commotions of this sort like snowballs gather strength as they roll if there is no opposition in the way to divide and crumble them End of chapter four part two